الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل ان كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الايمان بن 70 شعبه فافضلها قول لا اله الا الله وادناها اماطه الاذى عن الطريق والحياء شعبه من الايمان او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مستشفى فاذا الفرز few minutes that we have normally on a Friday to discuss something about Deen. This is an opportunity to try and refresh some of the lessons that should be in our lives, some of the things that should be part and parcel of our system. So may Allah Ta'ala make it a means of my benefit and benefit for one and all that whatever I will speak and what we will hear, Allah Ta'ala make it a part of our lives. This hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that was recited, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives an example, a parable. And what is being compared, Iman is being given an example. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Al-Imanu bid'u wa sab'una shu'batan. That Iman has more than 70 branches. So Iman is being compared to a tree. So what is the significance of this comparison, of this simile? That a tree, tree, the root, at the very essence of the tree is the seed. If there is no seed, then the tree won't come into existence. So the seed has to be there. But that seed, if it remains hidden under the ground, nobody will ever know of its existence. Also, it's there. It has the potential of bearing some tree someday. It has the potential of not one, but hundreds, maybe thousands of fruit. As time goes, maybe somebody might graft some branches of this tree someday. Somebody might use some seed from the fruit of the tree someday. And not one, dozens, hundreds of trees may still come into existence. So all this is there in the potential of this one seed. But if the seed remains buried under the ground and does not bring forth its chunk, does not allow those branches to sprout forth, then nobody will even know that there's a seed here. And nobody will even know that there's a potential of not dozens, but hundreds of trees behind this or under this ground. So likewise is the seed of Iman. But the seed of Iman is there in every mu'min's heart. And every mu'min... the seed of Iman will certainly one day take him to Jannah, which is the eventual abode of every believer. This is the worth and the value of the seed of Iman, that no matter what happened in between, Allah forbid, if a person had to then get cleansed through the aspect of Jahannam and the fire of hell, but that seed of Iman is that great bounty that Allah has blessed every believer with, that it will eventually take him to Jannah. But the thing is that nobody wants to go via some route, he wants to go directly to Jannah. 
So this seed of Iman, what is being given to us in this example is that it should not remain buried deep down in the ground, deep down in the heart only. But it should give rise to its branches. Now, what are its branches? So further in this Hadith Sharif, Rabbi Islam gives us some aspects of it. The first thing is that this must come up with these branches. From a distance, a person must be able to identify that there's a tree. It's not just a seed that you don't know where you're walking over. But from a distance, he can see this tree. And when a tree has brought out its branches, and then it bears its fruits, the beautiful flowers come onto this tree. And everybody benefits from it. From a distance, a person sees the beautiful flowers. He can see there's a tree to start off with and he admires what's there. Then someday he gets to eat the fruit when it's ripened. So he gets that beautiful taste of that fruit. Somebody passing by the tree, they stop for a moment of shade under that tree. So all round, everybody is benefiting. So likewise, this tree of Iman, when it brings forth its various branches, the branch of akhlaq and good character, the branch of ikhlas and sincerity, the branch of the fear of Allah Taala, the branch of correct social etiquette, the life that Nabi Islam taught us how to live, and all the various branches, then this person's family will be under the shade of his akhlaq. They will enjoy that cool shade. They won't be complaining that we getting the blazing sun of this person's bad character all the time. They'll be enjoying the beautiful shade of his good akhlaq. The people who he deals with, his customers maybe, or his clients, or whoever, they will be enjoying the fruit of his good dealings. They want to know where did this sweetness come from in dealing with this person. So somebody will explain to them that this is a sweetness of his deen. This is a sweetness of his iman. And somebody else will admire the beautiful flowers of his mu'asharat from a distance. That how can this person be living such a life, such splendid conduct, how he deals with his parents, how he deals with his neighbors, how he deals with people in society in general. Where did this come from? And many a person has come into iman only on seeing this tree of iman. He observed somebody's dealings, he dealt with some Muslim, and he wanted to know that where did you learn how to deal like this? And how come your dealing was so clean, so clear, so good, and so fair, and so just and honest? And here also sometimes many people take the credit for themselves. But the person passed the credit where it was really due. He said, this is the teachings of my deen, my religion. Our Prophet ﷺ taught us how to deal like this. And that became the invitation to Iman. And the person eventually came into Iman. There's not one dozens of and hundreds of incidents of this nature. So this is the basic lesson that is being given in this simile. That Iman should bring forth all its branches. And it should give that beautiful scent and fragrance that will waft far off in the air. And people will get the scent from miles away. And every passerby will admire the beautiful flowers of Iman. And every person that deals with him will taste the beautiful fruit of Iman. And every person who comes into contact with him will get the beautiful taste of all the various things that come along. So this is the basic lesson that Nabi Salaam is giving us in this example. And if we may just digress a little bit before getting on to the lessons that are in this hadith, that especially in an environment which is totally far away from Iman, 
in an environment which is dominated by kufr, in an environment which is dominated by shirk, in an environment where there is no name of anything called haya. And in that environment, somebody lives up to this tree of iman. Allah knows best what rewards are awaiting such a person and who is taking what effect in their hearts by observing this tree of iman. It's not always that it happens instantly that a person expresses the effect that has happened in his heart. But it is happening. And it is happening without doubt. That when a person sees this tree of iman, he cannot help but get affected. And it's just that sometimes that it is like the tank of water where the outlet is somewhere at the top and it's filling in from the bottom. So a person says that the water is filling in but somebody says, I cannot see any water coming out here. He says, don't worry, in time it will come out. But as the level rises, someday that level rises to where the outlet is. And now the person sees the water. It's not that the water came out only now this second. The water was filling in from months. But it finally found, came to the level where it expressed itself. So the effect that people are taking in their hearts when they see the tree of Iman, it's certainly filling out. But inshallah that day will come when it will reach that level where it will now express itself through the outlet also. And the person will express the shahadatain and it will come into the fold of Islam as well. So this is something we should never underestimate that in an environment of kufr and shirk, a person is living up to the dictates of iman, to the conduct of iman, to the appearance of iman. And this is a very big thing. Allah Ta'ala gave us the tawfiq to live up to this. In any case, Nabi Sallallahu then further states that this tree of Iman has more than 70 branches. This is all the various qualities of Iman, the attributes of Iman. The very essence of this is La ilaha illallah. The Iman, this is the seed of it, this is the trunk of it. Nothing will sprout out, no branch will come without the seed and trunk. So the very essence of it is La ilaha illallah. One is the words of La ilaha illallah. The other is the very belief in it. Without the belief, nothing is acceptable. That is the foundation. A person wants to build a house, he wants to build a multi-story building, wants to build a skyscraper, whatever he wants to build. In fact, a little shack also. It cannot stand without some kind of foundation. But a skyscraper, what kind of foundation it needs? No matter what a person does, Without the foundation of Iman, everything is standing on ground, it's bare ground, and it would collapse. The Quran Sharif clearly spells this out. That those who disbelieve, reject one aspect of faith, one fundamental aspect of the Quran and Sunnah, what is compulsory to believe in, then this dispels the person's Iman completely, negates his Iman. And as a result, Their actions, no matter how good, whatever they do, it's like a mirage in the desert. From far away a person can see it. That the thirsty person in the distance sees it water. When he comes to it, there's nothing, it's dry ground. Likewise, a person thinks he did a lot of things, but if it is without iman, when he will reach the hereafter, he'll find Hatta Ida Jahu Lamidu Shea or Dad Allah in the Hufa Fahu Hisaba. You'll find that whatever he did, Allah already gave it to him in the world. It's the end of the story. Nothing for him in the akhirah. 
The foundation for acceptance is Iman. But thereafter, there are various things that need to sprout out of this Iman. So this is the basic, the most essential part of it. La ilaha illallah. And the repetition and the recitation of La ilaha illallah is required to refresh this Iman. The faith and the seed is there. But in various hadith, Nabi Wasallam has repeatedly emphasized the recitation, daily recitation of La ilaha illallah. So a person reaffirms this faith, refreshes this iman, strengthens it, and reminds himself that I'm not just anybody out there. That I have the greatest wealth that anybody could possess. I have the wealth of iman. And then, وَأَدْنَاهَا إِمَاتَةُ الْأَذَاعَنِ الْتَرِيقِ The Prophet says, the lowest branch of iman is that a person removes some harmful thing from the way. It might be some thorn, it might be some dirt, it might be anything. Then it might seem whether it's in somebody's house, it's out on the road, somebody else dropped it, whatever the case is. But it's going to cause inconvenience to anybody else. Then to move it out of the way, this is the branch of Iman. It might be the lowest branch of Iman, but this lowest is comparatively speaking lowest. That is a hundred story skyscraper and there's a eighty story and there's a 70 story skyscraper he says this is the lowest but that lowest is 70 stories high so comparatively speaking this is the smallest branch Allah knows best how big it is and this is that moving something that will cause inconvenience out of the way if somebody is conscious of this branch of iman that he must move out something from the way which will inconvenience anybody else whereas he didn't drop it he didn't bring about that inconvenience person who has this consciousness can it be imagined that he'll cause any inconvenience deliberately to anybody else when he's moving away other people's problem and his parents will suffer any kind of grief from him not possible when he's moving away grief from other people's path inconvenience from other people's way his parents will only see joy from him his parents will see only happiness from him can such a person who is concerned about what other people have done and what harm they put in the way to move it out, will his wife ever get, get any kind of deliberate grief from him? Not possible. Will his neighbors any suffer any kind of harm from him? Not possible. He is worried about moving something else, somebody else's problem out of the way. Where will he give deliberately problems to anybody else? So this is outwardly just one little thing. But in this is a whole chapter of deen. And there's volumes behind this. And this was the miracle that Nabi Islam possessed, Jawami'ul Kalim. That in few words, he would encompass not volumes, oceans of knowledge. And then the last thing that Nabi Islam says, that this was the greatest branch of Iman, La ilaha illallah, the lowest branch of Iman, the smallest. The smallest branch of Iman is moving out something harmful from the way. iman, And haya modesty and shame this is a huge branch of iman because this branch of iman is not just the branch itself many times you see one branch and from that branch you see branches there's a branch coming out it's not coming out of the there's one branch coming out of the trunk itself but then that branch has branches out of it haya is that kind of branch and this translation of modesty and shame this is just a very, very uh, 
incomplete translation. No word in the English language can do justice to translating the word haya. This is an entire concept. This is a condition of the heart. And it is such a fundamental concept and such a fundamental condition of the heart that Nabi Islam says that Al-Iman and Haya, these coexist, they are friends of the greatest order, the closest friends, the closest companions that you'll ever find. Iman and Haya, they are so close that when one goes, the other will go along with it. That if there is no bit of haya left in a person, then iman will also be gone. That haya and iman, they coexist. It cannot be that every bit of haya has gone and iman is still there. It will follow it sooner or later. And this haya, as we said, it gives rise to all various branches. Haya brings about respect. If there is no haya in a person, there will be no respect. How many times we might have done it? That where some child, for example has done something and he's done something disrespectful but the parents reprimand him or we might have reprimanded the child in which words that you got no shame he's done something disrespectful and he's being reprimanded about shame that had he had shame in him he wouldn't have been disrespectful but if there's no shame there's no respect if there's no shame there's no respect for parents if there's no shame there's no respect for elders there's no respect for anybody. So haya is not just one single thing. It's a branch that gives rise to branches, huge branches. And haya, this is what protects a person's iman. This is the breaks within. We are insan, we are human beings. And like any vehicle that can travel at huge speeds, great speeds, 200 and 250 kilometers an hour. Imagine that vehicle can travel at 250 kilometers an hour, but they never put a brakes in it. There's no brakes. The car comes without brakes. The first trip might be the last trip. It'll be straight to the Qabristan. So they, that, according to the speeds that it can do, to that extent is the brakes. There'll be such high quality brakes in it. Whatever kind of brakes that they will keep developing. So insan is insan. He's a human being. For the system of this world to function and for the human race to move on, Allah Ta'ala has created various feelings within this insan, within this human being. And these are natural feelings. And this haya is the breaks. Allah Ta'ala has created the halal and natural, permissible avenues for the, for the fulfillment of these feelings. That the avenue of nikah Allah Ta'ala has created. But at the same time, Allah Ta'ala has given insan these breaks within him. The breaks of haya. And when these breaks start failing, because it has been systematically destroyed, it's not something that has to be acquired. It is naturally there. But like any brake lining, if it is not maintained, and if the brake fluid is not filled all the time, in time it will malfunction. In time, it will give up. It has to be maintained regularly. So likewise, if this haya is not maintained, it will dis- diminish. And Allah forbid it can even get lost. Then the person has got no breaks. إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحِي Nabi Islam says, if you have no haya, do as you wish. In other words, a person without haya will do what he wishes. And he says, but who is there to stop me? My life. I'll live my life as I want. 
and everything will seem fine. See, what is wrong with this? What is wrong with everything then? And a person will just continue his life, but when suddenly death stares in the eyes of the person, and death stares at the eyes of a person sometimes at any time, at any age, at any health, every one of us is sure to have carried somebody younger than us to their grave. And none of us have the guarantee for let alone tomorrow, for even tonight. So, this break Allah has given us so that we come safely to Jannat. And we keep applying these breaks at every step where shaitan and this nafs, this evil within us keeps tempting us to all the haram, then this breaks is there for us to keep applying and to move safely onto the path to Jannat. So this is that beautiful hadith of Rasulullah that has all these beautiful lessons in it. And this is a tree of iman that we have to develop. And for this is all the various efforts of deen that take place, the ijtimas that take place also, inshallah on the 14th to 16th of June, the ijtima will be taking place in Isipingo Beach. We should try and attend. The only purpose for this is just nothing but this tree of iman coming alive. And this breaks getting stronger. And we're reaching Jannah safely. May Allah wa ta'ala grant all of us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.